Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of Duckies and Dargons. We got a lot to go through tonight, so I'm going to keep this very, very brief. Last week, our players decided to do a good deed and go and venture to the Scrumdiddlyumptious Bakery, located in the economic sector, and help out Baska, a deceptively young proprietor who was left in charge of his family bakery, who had sent out a request to Lord Balin by way of requesting some taste testers to come and sample the latest projects of enchanted sweet goods that he had been working on. Fair to say Zaris was not initially interested. In fact, as soon as he heard the name Scrumdiddlyumptious, he was very much of the opinion that he was going to, and I quote, go home. But after a little bit of finagling, a little bit of persuasion, he was a little bit more on board. If you want to hear the hilarity of that episode, go back and listen to it for yourself. It was a pleasure to record, and I think it was a much-needed, light-hearted break from the, the severity and the sincerity of the, uh, the campaign that had been in the run-up to that episode. So, tonight, we get back into the meat and bones of the Vardorian conflict. So, before we do, I just want to say that we are going to be joined by a very special guest. They are in the call just now. Though they will introduce themselves when the time comes. And uh, I am sat here just itching with anticipation. Not gonna. Do you want to repeat that again, Alara? Because I kind of forgot to take you off mute. I said, You're shooting yourself because I can smell it from here. Gonna buy you a diaper. Uh, I don't even know if that'll help. Anyway, a Vardorian diaper. Anyway, disaster trio. After a varyingly restful night's sleep and a somewhat confrontational morning, Zarus has left the household and has decided to make his own way to go and see Lord Balin. You're all going to be going there anyway, but Zarus has decided that he would like to make the journey on his own. As you walk through the streets of Vardor, Zarus, it's overcast. It's not exactly warm. It looks as though it could rain at some point during the morning. Reasonably heavy footfall. People just minding their own business. A couple of scroll merchants by way of what would be a Vardorian news agent every three or four blocks. They generally try to offer you their wares, you know, because they're trying to make their coin for the day. There's a couple of kids playing in the street. But as you make your way through the city streets, what is going through your head right now? With nothing but the clear, well, the somewhat clear skies and the cool, crisp air and silence as your own company, what are you thinking right now? Hate. Just overwhelming hatred. At the fact that I'm being manipulated, being played, being tossed around like some toy. And I don't know who it's from. 
I plan on finding that person. And ending their miserable life, but to know that even my sleep is not even safe, not even for a brief moment, it's frustrating, it's it's just me walking down the street knowing that I did somebody wrong because of somebody else causing me to lose my temper and now I'm going to have to make amends to that person and I don't know how to do that because I don't make amends I've never had to do that before I don't I don't apologize for things So as Zerus is walking down the street, he's he's ignoring everybody. He he doesn't care. He has a mission. And that's all he's set out to do. Okay. Anon and Alara. Zarus is gone maybe 10-15 minutes before you guys get yourselves to a point where you're ready to leave. You know there's a carriage outside. Balin told you that someone would come and collect you and escort you back towards the palace where you would escalate things even further. Ilara, you're just about on the verge of walking out the door. I'd like you to make a religion check for me. Okay, okay. Okay. 17. Nice. That's without a modifier as well. It, like whenever you seem mm-hmm. to roll whenever you seem to roll really well on these religion checks, it it really does impress Can me. Can we just put into canon that every time I get a positive religion roll that I don't do the face? I mean Can we sure. just put that in canon. Sure, sure. <laughs> You're the more the more and more you successfully establish a connection with the Raven Queen, that look of constipation slowly becomes begins to like wash away. So I'd also say that, notice that every time it happens, I'm nowhere near him. <laughs> Intense. Like hey, not, I'm not, not I'm going. not nowhere near Alara whenever that they make that role. Ever. Anyway. As you're about to set out of the door. Anon is maybe a pace behind you. Normally it's you that makes the connection, but today, this morning, it's the connection that's being made to you by the way of your patron. It's a very gentle message. It's one of... It's still an uncharacteristic tone that you're still not familiar with. You hear inside your head, What's wrong, child? Huh? What's wrong? You're watching. You saw. I don't fucking trust that cunt anymore. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump, don't jump to conclusions. Trust is easily broken. Very hardly earned. 
you know what I've done in the past with people that betrayed me. You know exactly what I've done to people. Why are you reaching out to me? It's usually me reaching out to you. Normally me asking for help. So if you don't mind me asking and being slightly rude, what is it? Call it checking in with my warlocks every now and again. I am... I may be a somewhat chaotic individual, but I do have a heart, you know. I am assuming, judging from your past experiences, that you have something that you would like to respond to this incident with. You've never been one to do something or have something be done without a consequence. You can probably already read what I want. I can tell you want to distance yourself. Your tiefling friend is... troubled. Not by anything that you yourself have done. Not by anything that has been done in your time together. I would advise against distancing yourself physically. However... I may be able to help with a little more subtle intervention. But before I bestow this upon you, I must dictate that I will never cause harm where I believe that bridges can be mended. So for this, and you begin to feel this warm, tingling sensation surround your body for a brief second. You look down right, what you the look, hell? you look down at your hand and there's this very faint, almost undetectable shimmering that hovers probably about half an inch above skin level. Take this. Call it some passive protection. Not that I believe. Not that I believe that. Not that I believe that your friend would ever in intently harm you. It's evident by what happened this morning that he never meant to harm you. I don't believe he's got it in him. To be fair, but in the off chance that one of you pushes the other to breaking point, this will mitigate the impact a little bit. Talk it out. Do not let this fester. Do not let it sit. <sighs> as soon as rot begins to sit, the structure is never, ever the same. It's gonna take a lot for me to trust him again. I don't think it will. I think you need to stop holding people to such high accountability. Both of you have bridges that need to be mended. Both of you have things that need to be worked on. You want to better yourself? You want to distance yourself from the past? This is how you start. Question is, do you have what it takes to be the one that makes the first move? 
I mean, you know me. A variety knew me. Yes, I know you. But sometimes, and I don't do this often, I question whether you actually know yourself. And you begin to feel the connection fade. And to put into, perspe- put into perspective, this connection started as soon as your foot crossed the threshold of your door. It stopped by the time you closed the door. So this entire conversation, it feels like it's going in slow motion inside your head, but it's taken approximately 10 seconds. Elera just sort of flats out uh, kind of quick. Uh, and she sort of just puts her head down. Stops. She's like, for, and she just sort of says somewhat quietly, but can be heard if you're close. Fuck's sake. Puts her head up and just starts walking to the carriage. What's wrong with you? Doesn't matter. We got shit to do. Not in the mood. You're both acting weird. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, the carriage door opens. You've seen this kind of carriage before. It's nearly identical to the one that uh, Mayor Bauer sent for you to travel to the Chancellor's house for the, the gathering you're all invited to. As you get in, it's obvious that this is a, a carriage made for three or four people. You both look across the floor space of the carriage and you see that the bench, for lack of a better phrase, that is opposite you is empty, where Zyrus should be sitting. The carriage begins to pull away. It's clear that the driver's been instructed as to where you're going. You travel for maybe just shy of 10 minutes. Make, somebody make a perception check for me. Uh, I'll let Anon do it. I'm getting there. Hey, All right. I, don't, don't worry. <laughs> 11. Okay. There's no curtains on the side windows of the carriage. So you're able to see the streets on either side. Like I said, about after just shy of 10 minutes of travel, you see this figure off in the, the distance on your right-hand side. It's Zaris, walking alone. What do you do? I'm gonna... Uh, oh, you asking me or Anon? Anon. Um, I stick my head out the window and go, Oi! Zaris? Yeah. Get in! I'm busy. Doing what? Aren't we going? We, that's where I'm going now. Yeah, we're going to the same place. Get in! Is there one of those, um... Like on a horse-drawn carriage, the the front seat where it's just the bench. Yeah. 
I'll sit up there. Okay. Alan, I suppose it's better than nothing. You see Zaris climb onto the front of the carriage. You can assume that he is sitting with the driver. The driver just looks at you and goes, Morning. Morning. Carriage takes off again. And it takes you another 15-20 minutes before you get to the familiar pathway that leads up towards the, uh, the Vardorian Palace. You see these, the same five large gates uh, that are clear for entry. You get to the first courtyard of the palace grounds. You look to your right, and Lord Balin's building is off in the distance. Balin is stood outside, waiting for you, with two crowns guards stood, stood behind him. He walks to meet you at the cottage, and as you all disembark, he gives you a polite nod and bids you a good morning, and says, I trust that your affairs are all in order. I apologize for the expediency of my summons. However, it's about time that we brought this to the king. We can Is there anyone else going to be there, or just us and the king and you? I'm not going to lie to you, Alara, there is a good chance that the entire High Council will be there. Aside from the Grand Seer, who is still on his way back to, to Armdale. If Lord Dracana is there, I encourage you to please follow proper etiquette and do not speak until you are spoken to. You know the importance of etiquette. But there is a difference between a social gathering of the Vardorian elite and an audience with His Majesty the King. One wrong word and you will be placed in a cell for an indeterminate amount of time. Oh, absolutely. No out-of-turn actions. Alera quickly looks at Zaris and looks back at Balin. And no weapons. You will be demanded to hand them over before you set foot in the palace. This is non-negotiable. Understood. I follow fully. He looks to you, Zaris, and says, that means your staff as well. I'll snap my finger. And it'll disappear. Okay. The crown's guard begin to ease a little bit. They're still very much on edge, but having seen the civil camaraderie between the three of you and Balin, they're getting a little bit more comfortable. Balin begins to escort you through the gardens that make up the second interior uh, courtyard. Beautiful gardens. Most vibrant flowers you've ever seen in your lives. Pristinely uh, organized and designed and just laid out. This is a truly mesmerizing display of natural growth. Begin to climb the stairs that lead up to the, the front doors of the castle. This is your first time seeing the Sapphire Keep. And it is a truly beautiful building. It's a mix of every natural stone you've ever heard of. There's columns of marble, sandstone, granite, and just all different colorations, textures. Some of it's deliberately left rugged. Some of it's deliberately smooth. Some of it's polished. Some of it's not. Some of it is naturally worn. Balin looks from one side of the, the palace to the other. 
and he he gives a very narrow, sweeping gesture with his hand. And as he does, he says, The palace was constructed in order to mimic both the pre-war Vardorian society and post-war. You've got depictions of the more rustic tribal settlements of which dominated these lands, and you can see homage to the rapid development of society to what leads to what we have to today. It's the crowning jewel of the, of the kingdom. Should you play your cards right, maybe one day you'll see more of the palace. You get through the double doors, you begin to walk through the many corridors of the castle. The guards here are a breed you have never seen. There are guards that stand about eight feet tall. And there are statues and suits of armor that as you pass by them, the heads turn to match your location. And as you get past them, they revert back to their original stance. It's a very warm interior. All of the floors are polished stone and your footsteps echo across the entirety of the building. As you descend further and further into the heart of the castle, Balin begins to slow. You see the grand double doors that lead to the throne room in front of you. But as you come about 20 feet short, he turns to the three of you and says, Right. King Alfred is a noble man. Though he's not without his insecurities. Just... If I call on you to, get, to speak... Be certain of your words. And don't... Don't say anything that can be misconstrued. Before we start, Balin. Yes. Any way you can offer her that there has any insight into what he thinks about what you told him. What we told you. You're of the opinion that the king knows about this already. I, I'm sorry, I just assumed when you had the my you dear, sent us the letter. My dear, what do you think we're here for? This is the time, Alara. This is the eleventh hour. We are bringing this to the king. We are and you still got their document safe that we gave you? He pats the right-hand breast of his, his, uh, his jacket and says, Everything is in here though I do not expect to have to use it. Not yet, anyway. That will come afterwards. I'll give you more detail on that once we are finished here. It's going to be a long Elera, day. Elera sort of just raised her eyebrows like, oh, It's okay. going to be a long day. So I hope that you're all ready for this. He gives a nod to the, the two crowns guard that are standing guard at the doors. Doors begin to open, the rumbling of which fills out the entirety of the hallway and the throne room itself. As you take your first steps into the throne room, the first thing you see is this massive, grand, echoing chamber, flooded by natural light that comes bursting through all manner of stained glass windows. Stained glass windows that depicts King Yorick the Black, the first king of Vardor, several of which depict King Alfred's mother, Queen Tora. There's ones that 
are horizontally laid out across the back wall above the throne, depicting the ascension of the gods, the blood war, and the formation. You can see the literal building of what you know to be a Vardorian society. In the distance are two long, long rows of tables, probably spanning about 50 feet in length. On the left-hand side, it's laid out almost like a morning banquet. On the right-hand side, appears to be more business-like. There's fewer chairs. They're more spaced apart. There's not as many foods-related items sat on this table. Everybody that's in the throne room is on the right-hand side. You see about three individuals sitting in a small cluster, and about 10 or 15 feet behind them is a mid-to-late-30s human male, athletic build, chestnut brown hair, and a slightly pale complexion. And he's in the middle of what looks to be a rather... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intense, uh, playful sword fight with, what, with this very young, probably no older than 10 years old little boy. You hear the clicks and the clacks of wooden swords echoing around the chamber. There's laughter coming from the child. As you get about 20 feet away from these individuals, King Alfred is struck in the leg by the child and he goes tumbling to the ground. The little boy towers over the king, sword pointed at his chest, and you hear, Father, does this mean that I've won? You see King Alfred laying on his back, arms up in a surrendering gesture, and he just says, Yes, Yorick, you are victorious. But nevertheless, my boy, this does not mean that surrender is always defeat. Surrender can lead to negotiation can lead to peace, to prosperity. A wise king needs to remember that. You see a smile stretch from ear to ear on the boy's face, and he says, Do you think I'll make a good king, father? You see King Alfred sit up, groaning as he does, cricks his neck from side to side, rubbing his leg where his son struck him. My son... If the day ever comes where you are called to wear the crown, I have no doubt that you'll be the greatest king that Vardor has ever seen. He looks past his son to see the four of you, and he cocks an eyebrow. You see Lord Balin give a, a subtle bow. King Alfred begins to stand. It's at this point that young Yorick turns around, sees the four of you. He instantly recognizes Balin. You see him smiling broadly. Almost as though he's, he's very fond of Balin. Be uh, Balin begins to walk forward and says, Your Majesty, I apologize for the interruption. I didn't mean to take you away from your battle against the young prince. You see King Alfred smile slightly and Prince Yorick begins to chuckle. The king kneels to his son and says, Would you be so kind as to go and join your mother? I believe that Lord Balin would like to talk some business. I'll find you for lunch. We can take a walk through the gardens. Yorick just gives his father a very sarcastic but somewhat sincere bow. 
before toddling off to the a door on the right hand side and scampering out. Balin turns to you and gestures for the three of you to come forward. As you come side to side with him, you are no more than 20 feet away from the king. There are crowns guard everywhere. They're keeping an eye on you intently. It is at this point that the other three members sat around the table begin to stand and come round to the side of the table where the king is situated. You instantly see Yashin Drakana, the High Chancellor of Coin. You see Ivar the Loyal, the High Commander of the Sword. You see a third individual, a red-skinned tiefling, black hair, black goatee, and what looks to be a very gaudy, very, auda- very highly audacity blue suit. It's not a color that fits him well. It doesn't do him any justice. If anybody would like to make a history check to identify, uh, to identify this individual, you can go ahead and do so. That twenty. That twenty. With your with with your sage background, you actually this comes instantly to you the second you see this individual, Lord Cassilius Sly, the Grand Justice of Vardor, member of the Vardorian High Council. The three of them, well, I'll caveat that, High Commander and the Grand Justice are looking you at all four of you somewhat uh, perplexed. Lord Dracano, on the other hand, instantly shows low-level agitation, suspicion, and intense curiosity on his face. He is stood in front of his two council members, forming a triangle. He is spearheading this formation. He's about ten feet away from the king. King Alfred looks to Balin and says, Lord Balin, you have requested this audience, but you have not said why. Forgive me, your majesty, but first allow me to introduce my compatriots here. I apologize for their, for the name of which they go by. I would like to introduce to you the disaster trio. You hear a chuckle coming from the side, and anyone with a passive perception over 11 would be able to detect that the chuckle has come from the High Chancellor. It's a somewhat mocking tone. Almost like he's relishing in the somewhat embarrassing label of which the three of you go by. The king looks over Balin's shoulder to the three of you and gives a smile and a nod and gestures for you all to sit at the table beside him. Uh, okay. Disaster trio. I would very much like to learn their actual names, if you would permit them to speak, Lord Balin. Indulge me. Are these employees of yours? Are these people who work under your direct authority? Balin looks to the king and says, in a, in a manner of speaking, my lord. Yes. More of that will become clear. However, before this conversation progresses any further, I would like to make a request that two individuals in this room excuse themselves. He looks to the High Commander and the Grand Justice. The High Commander instantly stands and says, I find it incredibly odd that you're requesting council members to leave His Majesty's audience. 
Forgive me, High Commander. I would not be doing this unless it was absolutely necessary. Discretion must be shown. This is a private conversation, which will only be necessary for those that are directly involved. If His Majesty the King feels otherwise, then he is more than, more than allowed to allow you to stay. You see the King look to the Grand Justice and the High Commander and say, Excuse us. We'll, can, we'll finish our business this afternoon. Aelin, you're on thin ice, my friend. Do not forget your rank and station. You do not have the ability to, as, to dismiss my counsel. Balin blushes ever so slightly. Puts his head down a little bit. You see Yashin Drakana sit there with a broad smile on his face. Almost like he knows that Balin's being undermined. Like he's overstepped a mark. He pipes up for a second. Your Majesty, these individuals that sit before you have no place here in the palace. They have no place garnering an audience with yourself. They are a waste of your time and they are a waste of Balin's resources. I would excuse them immediately and disregard whatever it is that they have been brought here to say. Balin snaps his attention to the High Chancellor and says, You may well want to hold your tongue, Dracana, for it is you that we are here to discuss. Your Majesty, allegations have been made revolving misconduct and abuse of power in public office. Allegations have been made towards the High Chancellor. And, as I'm sure you are aware, protocol dictates that investigations made of any serving public figure be launched immediately. Dracana stands up. You hear the, char the chair slide about five feet behind him as he throws a hand up and begins to try to dismiss Balin's claims. The king instantly holds a hand up, silencing him. He looks to the three of you and says, looking at you, Zyrus, though you feel that the comment is directed to all three of you, are these the ones who have laid claim to these allegations? Is, are we allowed to respond to this? You're being spoken to. Okay. I, I didn't know if it was more like a passive thing where he was just looking at us, but talking to Lord Bailey. No, no, you, you can talk. Uh, that would be correct, my lord. Tell me. Having no official or no known links to the authoritative structure in the kingdom... What is it that you feel gives you the right to level these accusations? If I may answer your question using an example that we saw you give. When your son defeated you in battle just now, 
and he pointed your, his sword at your chest. You said yourself that a wise king knows that surrender is not always the end. A wise king knows that there is negotiations that can be made. There can be peace. Am I correct in stating so, sir? Yes, obviously. That doesn't just apply to kings. That applies to everyone. Peace is not something that you can just give, not only because of your surrender, but you can also give it from the other side of the coin. That's what we're here to do. We want your kingdom to know peace. We feel like that because of those said beliefs that uh, we took it upon ourselves to find the evidence needed in order to bring about true justice so that we can find that peace. Words spoken of a man with the level of eloquence I have not met in a long time. You clearly have a level head on your shoulders. What about the two of you? Are you as eloquent as your companion? Which one is he out session? Which one is he looking at first? He's, or is he looking at both the same? He's looking at both of you right now. King, I firstly I apologize for the way we look. We we aren't stylishly suited to this. And she sort of puts her hands around. I, King, I mean I mean no offense. I care not for appearances. I judge people by their character, not by their appearance. We've been through. I'll I'll just narrow it down. We've all. All, all three of us have been through, we'll say, a lot. And we've seen things that, if you were to tell someone, they'd automatically assume you were lying. We've been in contact with things that do and do not have a place in certain societies. And... Elira sort of just sort of like trying to sort of compose herself, trying to keep calm. She's sort of stressing out, but she's trying to hide it. You see Lord Balin very subtly giving a gesture to what you can assume is stick to the point. King, we've come across. We come at, basically as she sort of she she goes herself. She stands up straight. And she tries to be sort of blunt with it. She sort of breathes. King? We like to right wrongs. We like to... Oh, I am not as elegant as this fellow. And she'll point at Zaris, but she's not looking at him. We like to help people that can be helped. We like to 
fix the wrongs in societies that other, others don't really go about doing or don't have time for it. That's what I think it's you, King. We just like to hold people accountable if they've done wrong and we like to correct things. Is bluntly. And if we come across said individuals that are abusing people, hurting innocence, killing innocence, just anything that's just not right, we like to help. We have our own journey. We all do individually. We, tr we try to, as, as, as our seer said, we like to have peace, we like to fix things. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's, I'm, I'm not as great as this man is at speaking, but we just like to start help people out. Have we come across something that's wrong? Oh, and then she'll sort of stop. It's at, this, it's, at this point that, it's at this point that Lord Kakana cuts you off entirely. She says, yes, yes, people have good intentions, they have good means, they have good morals, but it, it, at the end of the day, your highness, is it really worth bothering the king? And leveling Elera up? sort of speaks, but she doesn't mean to be rude, but she comes across... If people are going against what they stand for and what and who they work for, I myself and my colleagues step in. And she looks at Dracana. Oh, so you paint yourself as some sort of mob justice vigilante. A hero of the people. A savior of the common peasant. You see King Alfred shoot Dracana a look and say, You will not refer to my subjects as peasants. They are your people just as much as they are mine. And as Chancellor, you serve them financially. Balin looks at King Alfred and says, I am sorry, Your Majesty, but I have to interject. The allegations made towards Lord Dracana are one of abuse of power and misconduct in public office in exactly the way of serving his people financially. Your Majesty, if you would permit me, Lord Dracana will be taken for questioning. Now. King Alfred looks to Balin and says, You're overstepping your mark again, Balin. This will be the last warning before I have you dismissed, and I will take over this supposed investigation myself. You see, Balin looks to the king. He writes his posture, standing tall almost like he's summoning every ounce of courage he can. With all due respect, your majesty, you need to stay as impartial to this investigation as you can. Your involvement in the investigation of a Vardorian High Council member is one of bias, as it is you of which he answers to. Your involvement will muddy the waters and potentially throw bias towards any outcome of any investigative questioning. Which is why I, last night, recruited an agent of the Crown, who will be here today. He is waiting for us to join him. Who will ask the questions that you do not have the position to ask. You cannot be seen to be directly involved. You need culpable deniability. And he looks to Zaris very, very glancingly. 
Since these three seem to be the ones spearheading the investigation, albeit they find themselves placed in this predicament, they are the ones with all the facts. Though they don't have everything, we need it to come from the accused himself. You see Balin raise a hand and snap his fingers, at which two Crownsguard begin to walk behind the Chancellor and gently, gently grasp him by the shoulders. Lord Dracana, you are to follow me where you will be questioned with regard to the allegations that have been put forth before you. Any refusal to do so and any attempts to flee the castle or the city will be seen as an act of treason and will hurt your stature within society. I advise you not to struggle. I advise you to comply entirely. I am not trying to destroy you. We are trying to get to the bottom of investigation that has been going on for longer than what we are both aware of. And should you have nothing to hide, then you should have no reason to not comply. Lord Jakana is switching his gaze between everybody in the room. A look of fury, confusion, and just utter shock on his face. You see him slowly go to grasp his short sword, but as he gets his hand to the, the, uh, the pommel of it, you see him unclip it from his belt, take it across his body, and without even turning, just lays it on the table and leaves it there. His arm comes back to his side and he looks to the king and says, Your Majesty, I will comply. Though I want it to be on record that when these allegations be proven to be false, I want these three exiled and I want Balin removed from his post. The king looks to Drakana and says, That's not a claim that I can either stand behind or against. If these allegations are proven to be false, investigations will be opened on the four of these individuals. Protocol, Drakana. Don't ever forget that protocol governs what we do. Balin, you're dismissed. You may question the Chancellor, but you are not to hold him in any time longer than necessary. You will come and see me afterwards. You're dismissed. Now go. It's at this point that Balin gives a nod to the Crownsguard, and they begin to lead Lord Dracana out of the same door that Prince Yorick left. He looks to the three of you and says, Don't say anything. Just follow me. Your Majesty, I bid you a good day. Should you need me, you know where to find me. As for these three, they're good people. Yes, they're unorthodox. But I would encourage His Majesty to remember where I came from and the circumstances which led to me being where I am today. His Majesty is a good man. He recognizes the good in people. So please, see it in them. 
he signals for you to follow him and begins to lead you out the door with the High Chancellor, who at this point, his arms are crossed behind his back, not in shackles, not in chains, but voluntarily, almost like a, a stance of almost military-like at-ease sort of thing. You walk through several corridors and you descend down several floors of stairs. The environment in the Sapphire Keep changes. It's colder, it's darker, it's harsher. It's not this it's not the stereotype, it's not the typical feeling you should get from the crowning jewel of a kingdom. Big iron doors open, and you're led to a long, dimly lit corridor. No crowns guard. Door locks behind you. And one door that leads to a seemingly empty room. Just one table, two chairs, no windows, just a couple of candle candelabras hanging from both the walls and the ceiling, giving dim light. The Crown's Guard escort the High Chancellor into the room, close the door behind him. They stand on either side of the door. And from just behind you, coming from the stairs that you've just walked down, you hear footsteps. Balin stood beside you. I would like our guest to describe what our players see and to uh, make his introduction. What you see coming down the stairs in front of you is a man clad in nearly black clothing. You're pretty sure it's a dark navy blue, though hard to tell in this light. Covering his face is a mask, almost pure white, except for the decorative cherry blossom design that covers it. He approaches with a sense of confidence that he's exactly where he's supposed to be. As this figure draws to the bottom of the stairs, Balin gives him a nod. Doesn't say anything. He just looks at the three of you and says, This individual has been contacted by the authority of the Crown, mainly myself, due to his skill set. In order to conduct alongside Zarus this interrogation, this deposition, if you will. Zarus, I promised you culpable deniability. I promised you an audience with the High Chancellor. I know I said it would come at a different time. However, the situation did not allow for it to happen following the exposure of Dracana's actions. That's why you're getting it now. Just admit it, Balin. You just missed me. I couldn't miss you if I tried. That being said, I recognize that you are necessary when it comes to this sort of thing. I will not be staying. I feel as though I have put my proverbial feet in my proverbial mouth, and I have damaged my reputation with His Majesty. I need to make amends. Balin, if I may interrupt. Go on. Who is this guy? 
Officially, he was never here. Officially, you never saw anyone. And officially, the conversation that is about to take place never fucking happened. The Larry sort of gets a bit flustered. She's like, but the evidence in the prosecution and this and- never happened, Ilara. When you walk outside of this palace later on today, if you are ever found discussing what happens here now, I will personally make sure you are all charged with treason and you are never Ilara- seen again. Ilara just steps back, opens her eyes. And just doesn't say one fucking word. <laughs> and that's if he catches you first. He looks to you and says, I leave them in your capable hands. Just make sure that they walk out in one piece. He so turns, a slight nod. He turns and begins to head upstairs. You eventually hear his footsteps fade out of your shock. So, disaster trail. As you stand in this dimly lit corridor, ready to depose the High Chancellor of Coin, I want to know what's going through your fucking heads right now. Claire in her head, she's just wondering, so can we kill this guy? Or... But she's not saying that she's thinking in her head going, Do you... are we going to kill him? Are we going to... Interrogate him. What the fuck? We had evidence against him and we don't know what the fuck's happening. What the fuck? Alright, I've got several questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is outside of character. Okay. First off, where am I standing currently? Uh, I'd imagine that it's more of a... Rillian's character is at the foot of the stairs. You guys are horizontally in a single file uh, facing him. You are between him and the door into the room in which Lord Dracana is situated in. Second, by the way, hi, have... I'm really in. <laughs> yes. No, we're going to introduce our guest, DM. Well, I did. Wow. I, I did. I, wow. I, I did say that our guest would, if he would like to introduce himself. <laughs> but, it just didn't feel like he did. Right <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> if y'all would like me to do it, then I am more than happy to. Ladies and gentlemen, That's what we expected. Ladies and gentlemen, we are graced tonight with the presence of Rillian from the Geeks of Glory. Rill's Raiders, as uh, a lot of you will know. Rillian has made a very, very good name for himself within the TTRPG community, mainly through his immense growth on TikTok, as well as on social media, and the successful nearly 500% backing of his dice over. goblin kickstart oh you got it, it over. It's over it's over yeah you yeah. got it broke you... over 500 percent wow the last Dude. the last update i remember seeing said it was like 496 yeah it got over 500 and i i just want you to know real that that is the coolest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. so glad that that worked out, and yeah. I do plan on buying several of those, so you wow. can expect some orders from me. So <laughs> awesome, yes. awesome. Rillian is a very long term, a very long running friend of both mine and Slade's. Uh, we have known each other for just shy of four. And Rob, and Rob yes. Well, Rob, Rob was 
Rob was a little later to Rob the proceedings. Rob was a late bloomer. <laughs> you know, among, sure. among Love you too, you buckers. Yeah, among <laughs> And the things. only reason that uh, Mrs. Mayhem Vote and I are not friends is because you never let her on camera or anything. No, 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 you say no, no, it's no. her, but we all know it's you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like woman. <laughs> way, to, way to paint me as the bad <sighs> guy. Wow. So that's why that the uh, Channel Point Redemption reward is so high. I get it. No. <laughs> I mean, mayhem is a drag, but I didn't think you'd actually take it literally, dude. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say anything. I'm gonna throw. A, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a false hydra at you if you don't shut the hell up. Oh, I could work. I could work on my build. You wouldn't survive past round one of initiative. That's all I'm saying. Nice. Oh anyway. All right. So they forget it all. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so question number two. Yes. When I came down here to where we're currently located, did I come from the same area that Rill's character is at now? So did I come down the stairs? Yeah, you you were you the the four of you, you three and Balin were the first ones down these stairs. Rill's character followed shortly after. Okay. So there's several things that I would like to do then. Uh, one is I'm going to roll a sleight of hand to drop the ice shard. Okay. 11. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do with the ice shard. I know you're trying to drop it, but... Like, I'm trying to stealthily drop it, like, as to where that I'm in the back and I don't want Lord Balin knowing that I'm dropping it in the room. Okay, give me one second. Okay, okay. I'll say that you, you managed to drop it, but... Okay. You already know that I can speak with him telepathically. Mm -hmm. So while he has remained motionless, I'm going to tell him in my head that I want him to make his way up to the top of the ceiling stealthily, make his way over Lord Dracana, and stay there. Do not move. Okay. Roll a stealth check for Muffin. He is proficient in stealth. So I gathered. So he gets that plus that. Pretty sure I would have seen the shard drop because my passive perception is 13. Uh, 10. Uh, Rill, from what I can gather, Zyrus is trying to time this before you came down. Yes, I'm, tr I'm essentially trying to time it before he makes his arrival. So, essentially, okay. I would have dropped the shard before we, uh, as we're making our way into the room, telepathically told him to make his way up to the top of the ceiling as quietly and as quickly as possible. Okay. And then remain motionless as we're doing the interrogation. And if I need him for anything, I will inform him. Okay. You don't. As Zars is doing this, can I speak to the dude quickly? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What do we call you? Just make up a name. You can call me whatever you like. You'll notice he's got a kind of sing-song quality to his voice, almost, in some ways, ethereal. Okay. 
How much is too much? We were told that we can't do physical harm to them. You cannot. Yes, but how much is too much on the abuse side? It's their free reign. I am both of the law and outside of it. So what I do here today, the law cannot touch. Okay. Take with right. that what you will. Elever is just going to do a little glance at Zaris, stare at him for a few seconds. I, I understand what he's talking about. It's fine. She's still going to be staring at Zaris? Not a word, just staring right into his eyes. No facial Alara expression. It's cute when you have a moment together. Are you really worried about what I'm going to do to this man? What? What? And on, we'll circle back to you in just a second, I promise. What? Make an insight what? check, Alara. You fucking bet I am. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see why I was so excited. Uh, shit. Eleven. <laughs> he spoke those words with a level of confidence that you're not entirely familiar with. I have not fucking been called that in a long time. Has it really been that long? It's not that long ago that the lot of you pulled yourselves out of graves and had to remove daggers from your chests. It's not that long ago that you've left a trail of bodies. Well, let me take that back. A trail of limbs missing their bodies strewn all over the kingdom and a strange increase in the number of ducks and dragons, I must say. Elira's fist, her right fist, is by, by her side, you don't raise it, but it just, it's clenched and it starts shaking. Anon, what were you going to say? I was saying it was cute when they both have a moment together. For fuck's sake, Anon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not here for And now you. she's freaking out. If I was, <laughs> and now she's we wouldn't be having such a civil conversation. I'm here to help with the High Chancellor who sits in the other room. Otherwise, you, Zerus Longstrider, and Annan, I, I do believe you don't... You do believe what? Hey, you cut out there for a little second there, Will. Whilst we're waiting for Rill to return, uh, Zyrus, let's go through your reaction. Kind of expected for there to be somebody who knew, if I'm being honest. So, I, I'm not perturbed or anything as to the fact that this individual knows a good bit about us. Because, quite honestly, we. We didn't hide any of it. 
it kind of just all happened spontaneously. So it's not it, it's it's not something that's going to surprise me that word is starting to spread around. So if they found out, they found out. I mean, it's nothing on my shoulders. I do want to get to the questioning, though. I do want to start asking questions to Lord Dracana. Okay. Then who would like to take the lead and basically confront your prey? Okay, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, we kind of thought that you got a little bit of a disconnection issue there. Yeah, my phone just decided to disconnect from the Wi-Fi, so now I'm at my computer, which is going to be interesting since I'm watching the kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, where'd I cut off? Uh, uh, when Alara was was shaking her fist, but by your side. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, if you, yeah, uh, you wouldn't be having this, such a civil conversation if if you were there for uh, for them rather than the chancellor. Yeah, basically, I reveal. Um, I'm not sure what exactly I said after that, but uh, <laughs> let's see if I can do it again. Because if I was here for you. Or Zerus Longstrider, or Anon. Pardon me, I believe you do not like your last name mentioned. I would not be so civil. As it is, I'm here to help. Anyway. Alara's hand just unclenches. She relaxes a bit. But she's still just fucking freaked out by the fact that. <laughs> of the name that she said to her, that's all. <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm not going to look at Alara, but I'm going to just casually say I know me and you are not on good terms right now, but it's not to be as a surprise that our deeds have been kind of been talked about. Alara listens, but she doesn't look at him. But she listens. Okay. Who is stepping into the room first? Shall we? After uh, you. As you will. And he'll kind of glide past you guys, and as he does, he stops and looks at one of the guards and says, Some books should be arriving for me shortly. Have them brought down here when they arrive. And then he'll step into the room. One of the guards just looks at you, does not take his eyes off of the mask, and just says, uh, okay. Opens the door and lets you in. Just looks at all four of you as you make your way into the room. As you make your way into the room, you see uh, the High Chancellor is pacing the, the back wall from side to side. As soon as you yourself, Rill, enter the room, look of confusion washes over his face, followed by anger, frustration, Rage as Anon, Zarus, and Alara follow in close behind. He leans over the table and says, You have no place leveling, leveling accusations against me. Maybe they don't, High Chancellor. I do. Sit down. I'm sorry. I'm not entirely accustomed to being told what to do by someone who has never introduced themselves to me. 
let alone someone I do not know the rank, station, or authority of. So, if you would be so kind, please regale me with information as to why I should do anything that comes out of your mouth. As you will. You have every right to demand who I am. This should suffice, and I'll flip in my identification. I'm going to let you describe the... <laughs> yeah, we never finished talking about that, so I wasn't sure what to do it as. <laughs> you said you had something in mind, so yeah, I'm like, I'll just uh, let him play it. Okay, so... He, he throws uh, his driver's license no, onto the table. It's my professional. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he, throws his, uh, he throws his dragon, yeah, his dragon license. I got that out in the car. License, for, regist license for registration. <laughs> Driver! Woo, woo. Sorry, that's getting a little too real there. <laughs> Can we just continue, please, before I piss myself? <laughs> the three of you notice the individual flashing this small coin. It's only one, well, it's blank on one side and it's got a, a broken crescent moon on the front with what looks to be a very small depiction of a fang in the middle. Immediately, Drakana squints his eyes, looks at it, takes a step back. He sits down and says, I've heard about you. Never met you before. Never met any of you before. Very wow. few people get to. Given your line of work, I would imagine that it's incredibly hard to see you coming. Let's get this over with. Pause. Inside on the coin, 13. 13? You're using, you're rolling insight for it. That's interesting. Looks I'm not close that the coin is very emotional. Well, okay, yeah, so yeah. the coin's got the coin's having a bad day, Cyrus. Emotional pricing. Well, I'm rolling insight as to the way that you described it because you said that there was a sigil on it. Yes. So, using insight, would I know where that sigil came from? You have encountered symbology similar to aspects of what is on the coin. You've encountered the crescent moon very recently by way of the uh the, the symbology from the amulet and the ring that led you to the jewelers uh that was commissioned to create uh the set of jewelry. You are unfamiliar with the connotations of the crescent moon in this context however the crescent moon is not a it's not a restricted form of symbology it's not used by any restricted uh, branch of society it can be used to depict many things and it just so happens that the context of which you're seeing it in today is unfamiliar to you Okay. I got a 16 on history on the coin. With a 16 add-on, I will say that from the fact that a very mysterious individual is using it, just, uh, coupled with the fact that you haven't seen this 
symbology before, it must only be used by a very narrow group of people, and very sparingly. You may have seen it once or twice, but you've never seen a name associated to any individual or group of individuals that hold it on their person. I set the DC high for these ones. Quite deliberately so. So, Drakana looks at the three of you and says, Ah, I know where I know you from. You haven't worked for the mayor at all, have you? No. No, 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 no. You work for Slain. I was wondering why I thought I knew you. You have come a long way since Valoron, dear. How did you end up in this level of society? Whose money did you whose money did you steal to get to where you are today? Elera just stares at Yashin, not saying one single word, not moving her head, just stares at him. Your mother never tell you that it's rude to stare. Not no. one word, still keep staring. We are here to ask you the questions, not the other way around. Excuse me, sir, whatever you were, speaking to uh, William's character. How may I help you? Correct me if I'm wrong here, or if I speak out. In this room, rank and language don't matter, correct? Mm. I would say they still matter, and you must have clean hands if this is to go into courtroom. If that is what you're worried about. It's just my language I might use that it wouldn't be, well, prosecuted for using said language. Well, so long as you keep it low enough the guards outside can't hear you, I see no harm in a few choice words. Alright, and she looks at Yashin. Right, you little fuck, you're gonna answer some questions. But... No taking off his limbs this time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, right. You see the, high, looks... you see the high chancellor looks at Lara curiously and say, I doubt that very well. I doubt you're... you're That's my job today. Right, you bastard. Time for some questions. You're gonna answer our questions. You're gonna answer them good. Am I? Oh boy, you are. If you okay. don't answer their questions, you'll be answering my questions. <laughs> he looks to all four of you at this point and says, It's becoming ever clearingly obvious that there isn't a rank or authority among the four of you. Who is it that's in charge of this? Because none of you seem to have your stories straight. None of you seem to have come to an equilibrium, and none of you seem to have come to any sort of Formation. Why D? 
Does it sound familiar? Sounds like an, a group of initials. Hmm. And who, 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 who would use said initials? Looking at Yash and expecting him to sort of pipe up and say him. I can think of any number of people in the world that would use those initials. Uh, it's, know, not as if we're, it's not as if we're restricted to a certain combination of letters with our names. Oh, would you drop the posh fucking attitude? I don't give two shits who you are right now. So speak to us like you would. Because if you go out a turn, hmm, I might get some more awkward questions for you. I might show you who I really am. Give me a Don't question. There. Give me a question worth answering, and I will gladly answer it. But with regards to who in the world would have certain initials, come on now, trivial at best. That's just the appetizer. All right, you pointing at Zaris. I only have the one question. I expected him or someone like him to come in and a ask the other questions in regards to his involvement with the said content that we're here for today. But I only asked for this meeting for one question and one question only. So do you want to leave yours for the, for the, for the final or do you want to ask it now? We could just roll some facts, My you know, what we've been through. Alaric, here's my thing. While I do want to get down to him receiving the justice that he so well deserves for his mannerisms. You see nothing but a smirk spread across his face. He knows something about a certain group of individuals that have somehow found their way into invading my dreams and causing me to envision things that I have been wanting to forget for decades. And not only that, one of his higher-ups that he actually serves seems to find it hilarious to go in and say that they are more powerful than the deity that I serve and saying that they plan on destroying all of the gods and reigning supreme. Drakana just looks at you and begins to chuckle. My boy, have you been indulging yourself in substances of which cloud the mind and rattle the brain. Because... Silence you. Excuse me? I said silence. Huh. Like I said, have you been clouded in your mind? Because you are definitely not making any form of sense. At this point, one of my short swords is going to come out and stab the table, and you hear it kind of whistle as it leaves its sheath. 
sitting mm. in front of you is a almost fully blackened blade, though it's described as a short sword. You notice some interesting grooves in the side of it. You see the, the Chancellor lean back in shock. He certainly wasn't anticipating a blade being drawn. His eyes widen and he says, I'm surprised you managed to get weapons past the guards. You can't touch me. I can get a lot more than that past the guards. Care to find out? In fact, I have a better idea. Guard! You hear the door open. One of the guards walks in. Doesn't say anything, just looks at you. I need you to fetch me a few items. Um, let's see, what shall we start with? Uh, a burlap sack, a bucket of water. Uh, ooh, some crabs, live, of course. Um, some crackers, a rat. You're going to hear Zaris chuckle, and he, he's going to say, I And a really wheel of like cheese. Zaris, repeat that point. I said that you're going to hear Zaris chuckle, knowing exactly where he's going with this, and I'm going to say, I really like you. Oh, and we've only just begun. Oh, and did... has my delivery ride yet? Uh, uh, there, hmm, there's... There is... Somebody on route. Um, I, I I imagine they are they they will be here shortly. But uh, you, I'm sorry. Did you say crabs? Yes, crabs. crabs. Live. You know, Live. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, looks like I'm off to the kitchens then. Uh, as you will. Um, should I not be able to find some of these items? What, what should I do? Lobster. Live. You shall find them. That's what you shall do. They exist in the city. Every single one of those items is plain enough. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, Fair yes, point. yes. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. get, I'll get to that. And he, he, just, he leaves the door open as he just briskly walks away. I'll, I'll go back and shut the door, uh, but I do want to turn around and ask uh, our new found friend a question. Are you allowed to strip search him? If I want to find something on this person, I don't have to touch him. I'm looking for a symbol very similar to yours. It's that of a crescent moon. If you would be Can't so look? kind as to possibly find that sigil somewhere on him. Chancellor, will you reveal such a symbol, or shall I have to search for it? You see Drakana lean back and cross his arms and says, You must be out of your mind if you think I'm going to indignify myself by exposing my body to people who have no... I'm going to lean across the table as he's talking and start whispering in his ear. I'm using the unsettling words, and I want to cause him to doubt himself. That has been a long-ass time since I've heard somebody use that. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> okay. 
you see a wave of confusion wash over his face, and he says, Although I'm, uh, I'm sure there might be some warrants in your request, you see him, he begins to uh, unbutton the, the cuffs uh, of, his, of his shirt and rolling up the sleeves to as far as the, the material will allow him to go. He gets about halfway up the bicep before the material stops, and he does that with both arms, exposing the skin, invisible, uh, for a few minutes before rolling them back down. You see him unbutton the shirt. You see the... Not entirely hairless, but it's, it is evident that he removes the hair on a regular basis. Uh, he, he exposes his, his chest and his abdomen. You don't see anything. He stands, turns, lifts uh, the material to show his back. You get about from the mid to lower back uh, to his waist, and then you see him drop the shoulders um, slightly, exposing uh, the top half. There is a very small mark on his back, right between the shoulder blades. Almost looks like scarification. Like, it's almost a brand. It's very small. It's no bigger than a silver, a silver coin. It's... It's twisted. It's gnarled. But it's reminiscent of a crescent moon. Uh, what would I need to roll in order to... have my suspicions be pretty much set in stone that this is the crescent moon that I'm looking for. You can either roll a perception or history check, depending on how you see it fit. I'll let you use your own judgment. I feel like that with me looking over his body, I would probably roll perception. Okay. As he's doing that, Anon, what are you doing? Trying to not look at his pasty skin. <laughs> okay. Uh, 13 on the perception check. I rolled a 13 on history just to see if I'd get anything. Zaris, you... You have a level of confidence that the... The, the brand, I'm just going to refer to it as a brand, um, is nearly identical to the, the sigil that you saw on the amulet and on the ring that Muffin procured a couple days ago. It may be slightly different in terms of its design, but it's almost there. Add-on, what's your 16 for? That was a while ago. Yeah, that, that was for the... Why, the did, uh, why did that only just show up in my roll 20? Did uh, your screen go into complete nope. mode or were you, were you tabbed out the... Nope. I've had it pulled up the entire time. It's been up there for about, what, 10, 15 minutes? Alright, we're just going to scoot past that. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, chalk it up to technical difficulties and the, and the fact that I forgot to uh, press play on the background music as well. But we're going to... Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> Rill, you rolled history. Yes, sir. Compared to the information that you've already obtained through the little, the little preparation that you've done leading up to today, you know that it matches the sigil that is on the aforementioned jewelry set, uh, jewelry pieces that you have already come to know are in the possession of the Disaster Trio. I'm going to look to okay. our new friend and say, are your suspicions as clear as mine? I think so. I want it to be known that I have done nothing wrong. I have done nothing to substantiate any claims against Oh, me. would you shut up? Speak with the respect that my station deserves, or do not speak at all. Elera Nave. Since you are not the ranking member in the room anymore, he will speak as I tell him to. I'm sorry, sir. Can I go a bit closer? I'm not going to touch him. Can I go a bit closer to him? I'd watch out. This one keeps a blade on him. Understood. Elera walks right up to Yashin, like, like nose to nose, uh -huh. right up against him. I give no fucking shits what rank you are. You're going to shut up and listen to this. You go against that, you will know who I really am. So I advise you to shut the fuck up. I give no shit about you. Neither do the rest of us. Got it? Prick? The benevolent attitude of a commoner. <laughs> you know nothing. You keep going that way. I will get him to announce who I am. It won't be good for us, but you'll maybe shit yourself. Regardless of what you say to me and reveal who you are, I'll be walking out of here today alive and unscathed. <laughs> um, are we done with the pre-games? <laughs> yeah, I'm... Yeah. Yes. So, now that I've managed to piece together where I know these three from, tell me, what happened after the last time I saw you? It's the last I, re I recall. Say nothing. Step back. I'm done with this game. He's going to step forward, sit down in the chair across the desk from him, flip it around, and, and just stare at him for a minute. And I'd like to do an insight check to see at what level we're at with this guy. Okay. And that is going to be a 16. 16? There's a very strong air of confidence around him. More so of the fact that he's going to walk out of here unharmed and untouched the fact that you know a lot about him already and just your general persona your level of confidence it's not entirely visible but you can assume judging by some of his body language it's a little bit unsettling okay Zerus. Close the door. Make sure no one goes in or out for a moment. Uh, I'm gonna, gonna say, the fuck? 
I want to cast Sculpt Ice and cause a... No, no. Uh, no magic. Well, I'm, I'm using it to close the door. <laughs> uh, so I don't have to move. I'm going to use it to uh, use a gust of wind to close the door shut and uh, just let it click on its own. Okay. See, I really wish you'd listened and stepped back. And at this point, I'm using my necrotic shroud ability. <gasps> oh, lovely. My eyes go pitch black and you can even see it from behind the mask. And skeletal wings stretch out from my back. And I just look deep at the chancellor, leaning over the table at him. You do not... Cut out again. Yep. Dang it, my butt. Hold on, I'll switch to the other one. Is this better? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Alrighty. So I'll lean across the table and just... You do not know what kind of trouble you've gotten yourself into, Chancellor. The fact that I had to make my way across three different oceans over the course of one evening should tell you enough. But let's get into it, shall we? I believe, before we go any further, he has to make a charisma saving throw. Yep. I would like to uh, stealthily give him the middle finger to give him disadvantage on that. And I believe everybody else might have to make it as well. Okay. Uh, Charisma, you say? Okay. Yes. I am, I am very good at that, but I am going to give Lord Dracon a disadvantage uh, with my, my ring. Heard. Oh. Spell save is 15. That's one. Oh. oh. That's oh. two. He rolled a nine with disadvantage. So Eight, for those 18. for those I got my twenty-five. For those at home, Necrotic Shroud demands that anyone uh within a certain radius has to make a charisma saving throw. Uh or be frightened uh for the until the end of the next turn. But we're since we're not in a an initiative role, we're just gonna be going based off of RP sort of timelines. So you Yeah, I'm using it more for flavor than anything yeah. at this point. Yeah. Proceed. You're in this room and think you're safe here. But what I've just sent away for are items that will convince you differently. And should I fail to convince you, I'm sure your wife, Eleanor, will think differently when her bills bounce as she's trying to host the latest party today and then escorted here to the palace where I shall see to her personally and your son, Yora. Hmm. I doubt he has much information to give, but I bet he and I can have some fun together. Now, Chancellor, I am asking the questions here, and you will answer me. Or, well, <laughs> we shall see. Everyone in the room notices that Dracana goes instantly two shades paler as the words come out of Brilliant's character's mouth. God, it's so hard doing this without having a character name, but I love the fact that we're doing it. 
he goes instantly two shades paler. His hands are shoulder width apart, resting on the table. They were, they they are palm down, but they're slowly beginning to tense to where the fingernails begin to dig into the the solid steel of the table. You won't touch my wife, nor my son. They have nothing to do with my business and will remain inconsequential. I switch to Deconic and start talking to him at this point, trying to put as much venom in my voice as possible. I will pull whoever I want into this. You have no say anymore, Chancellor. The fact that I was brought in means I am the official word on this, and nothing you can say will stop me. You say you know what I am, then you know how far I can and will go. Then ask your questions. Are the allegations of corruption true? He's back in common at this point. No. You have no dealings with the prior justice? I'm a businessman. I have, been, I have dealings with everyone. Is he lying to me? Make an insight check. Dice rolled off the table. <laughs> that would be a 22. Lying through his half-orcish teeth. My other short sword is going to come out and stab right next to his hand into the table. I just hand, say, the hand Jesus Christ. The hand, the hand doesn't flinch. Doesn't move. He just, oh, sorry. For some reason, I thought he was a half dragon. I'd taken the. No, no. Or not no, half dragon. He, dragon he, he, under, he understands. He understands uh, Draconic anyway. He's fluent in several different languages. Okay. So, so he can knows. I help with this? Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily have to touch it. I just have to see it. I would like to uh, use my innate ability, Hellish Frost to add a layer of cold over top of his sword without, uh, as he's making the strike so that he'll take some ice damage from me. Okay. Uh, By the way, you guys can't get closer to me because you're all frightened of me. Well, unless you made the saves. Uh, I made a save, didn't I? I thought I had a save. Uh, I can't see the roll 20 rolls, so I don't yeah, know. So, yeah, I got 25 uh, on my one. Rob got 25, yeah. Anon got 15, I got 18. Okay, then you guys all passed. Yeah, they all passed. Um, but he has, as uh, Rillian's character strikes down, uh, Lord Dracana has to make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage, otherwise he's going to take uh, cold damage. Okay, uh, repeat the, the save again for me. You have to make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Uh, and if you fail, you'll have to take coal damage. 13 to 15. Uh, 13 is right on the money. Okay. So I'm going to wheel uh, around, grab him by his shirt, and press 
Slade's character up against the wall. You are not to touch him. Did I? You are forbidden from using magic in this room now. If you do something like that again, I swear by my pretty floral mask, I will end you. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you said it. <laughs> at that point, at that point, I uh, my eyes shift like his does, and says, "You have your business. I have mine." And you're interfering in my business. And you're interfering in mine. Both of you make intimidation checks against each other. Uh, I sincerely hope this isn't going to measure it come into a dick measuring contest. <laughs> oh, I failed. <laughs> the hell is just Elever's just going to sort of shout at them. It's like, right, he's here to do his job. Zarish, would you butt the fuck out? Oh, God. 17. You're here. Yeah, Zarish rolled an 11. So you're you're fine. Uh, We're here to deal with shit. We're here to get this fucker to own up to his shit. Could you let the man do his fucking job? I did fucking shit things. I'm not fucking intervening. Listen to the fucking bro and let him do his job. Fucking hell. I apologize for him. Please continue. He won't button. I will look to the individual and say, get on with it then. I'll put him down and turn my attention back on the chancellor. There's a look of curiosity on his face, not at the swords that are sticking out of the table, not at the sword <laughs> that is encased in ice magic but at the escalation of what seems to be the foundation of brewing division within the structure of this in, this deposition he doesn't say anything he's smart enough now to know that any words that are seen to be mockingly or you know untoward might not be in, in his best interest Have you any more I'm questions? Both swords out of the table. Just start kind of swinging them as I walk around. And it's at this point you guys may notice why it's got they've got the grooves cut in them as they start literally singing. Dracana hears the all the, the sounds coming from the blades. Those that are stood opposite him see his eyes widen again as he wheels around tracking the individual he says you people don't exist you people shouldn't exist shouldn't maybe but I assure you I'm very real now chancellor almighty powerful one Stop lying to me before I have to escalate this to the next level. I have dealings with everyone. 
Are the allegations of corruption true? From a perspective of the common man, from the perspective of the law, you know why we're here. And if you know of my type, you know what I am after. In black and white, then yes. In black and white, then. My actions are not entirely by the book. We shall see what your books have to say. It's at this point that you hear a knock on the on the, the door. Come. Door opens and there's a scrawny maybe five foot guard in armor that is obviously two sizes too big or too big for him carrying a stack of books doesn't say anything he just he reads the, the air in the room and extends his arms with these books in hand and just gives them to you set set them right there he just points over next to the door so the guard doesn't really have to come in he just has to like turn and set them down doesn't even set them down just drops them closes the door and you hear footsteps sprinting away now, if that lets you know anything, the guards that are supposed to be standing outside the door no longer wish to even be near the door. You see Dracana looking over the table towards the books. Tell me, what purpose does literature have in this conversation? Do you not recognize your own books? It's sad that the Chancellor of Coin doesn't recognize his own ledgers when you should be going through them each and every day, yes? Would almost be insulting to one's professional pride. And I'm going to go over and start opening them up and looking through it. Privileged man has the ability to pay those beneath him to do what he may want to do for himself. Oh, so you're telling me that if there's any discrepancies in here, it wasn't you at all, but one of your employees, and you didn't even have the decency to look through it afterward. I see. Must have hurt one's professional pride, eh? And I am trying to poke at his pride there. Grits his teeth and says... Mockery will get you nowhere. Um, oh. Kind of cu- comes up and goes, can I, can I see those? By all means. And then he's going to turn and I'm actually going to use vicious mockery against him. Ooh. And again, switching to uh, what I intended to be his language. So it should have been orcish, not draconic. No, no, that's, that's fine. That, that's on me for not making that detail explicitly clear. No, you did. I missed it in the notes, so. But in orcish, I guess then. I start calling him several choice names. And that is a charisma saving throw or a wisdom? 
Uh, let me double check here. I had it up. Is that like, vicious mockery to me reads as though it should be charisma? But wisdom saving throw. I had a feeling it would be wisdom. Yeah. Because I'm attacking his grip on oh, reality, basically. That's a five. Okay. <laughs> and uh, since I'm there, I need two of these. That's going to be six points of psychic damage. Oh, the three of you, the three of you stand and watch as the chancellor is barraged by this list of very choice names. You don't understand exactly what's being said, but you get the tone. It's not exactly polite or pleasant. You see the chancellor wince, his neck tensing and then relaxing. You see his eyes sort of roll in his head ever so slightly and just looks and says, Your words cut deep. Not deep enough in order to get what you want, though. My blades cut deeper. Would you mind checking? And he's going to turn to um, Anon. See if uh, my other delivery is here yet. Guess, I really guess. need that wheel of cheese. Uh, she, she goes and she sticks her head out and is there cheese? There is a plethora of resources just dumped at the doorway. Like, they are barely behind the door as it's closed. As you open it, they're right there in front of you. Is there anything else you'd like me to bring in? Is there anything else you'd like me to bring in? I think we'll start with the bucket of water and the burlap sack. A little old school, but you oh, know. Oh, I have a feeling I know exactly what's coming. Okay, she brings all of them. Elera moves closer to the chancellor, not like close, close game, but she moves a bit closer because she wants to see what the fuck's about to happen and she wants to see him full view. Content warning for the listeners at home. This could get very graphic. <laughs> So Zaris has already seen all of this before. This is nothing new to him. So he's just going to sit back and watch. Chancellor is Dracana's looking at you, Zaris. Not 100% fixated on you, but you do have his attention. Mr. Longstrider, would you care to describe to the Chancellor what these items have in common with one another? You see him give off a very... What's the word I'm looking for? Smug. Arrogant. Smug. Er, yeah, smug. <laughs> look on his face. That's the word I was looking for. Smug look on his face. It says, Chancellor, the thing that you're about to experience is one that I myself had to go through. Let's just say that uh, I hope that you can hold your breath. And then I'm going to leave it at that. You see that he's becoming increasingly concerned. He's looking... Actually, I want to roll that as an intimidation roll. Let's have some fucking oh, yeah, fun go, here. Yeah, go ahead. And I think I... he should get advantage for me, to, you know, yep. helping him with yep. this, basically. Yep. <laughs> so go ahead and make that with advantage, Zaris. 
Uh, my God. I'm... My God. Okay, so I want the listeners to know there is a reason that I hate Roll20. This is it. <laughs> Zarius, after we finish this session, I'm going to tell you something that you may actually be relieved at. So just don't worry. I, I hate Roll20. I, <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> that was a nine. <laughs> Chancellor Luke's and although he is getting increasingly concerned he's looking at Zyrus and he's just looking at you going well if you can survive it then I'm sure I have no problem with what's to come Zyrus 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 you're not selling it oh well I wasn't really tied to this one anyway and I'm just going to take the bucket of water and just dump it on his head (laughs) Uh, okay is the rat out there you see, there was a little uh, thick wooden box that you could hear rustling and squeaking from the inside of. Good, good. Do either of you know, and he's going to look to the other two, do either of you know what this and the bucket might have in common with our friend here? Mm. Cheese in the bucket or the rat in the bucket? The rat in the bucket. Wishing they both were dead? (laughs) That's a clever one, but no. You see, and at this point, as I turn back to the Chancellor, he'll have noticed my mask has changed to like an Oni-style mask. With a growling demon. You see, when I put the rat into the bucket, and I'm gesturing into the bucket at this point, holding it like right in front of his face and then place it against your chest. I will then proceed to heat the bucket, and, well, the rat's not going to like that so much. It's going to look for a way out. And there's only going to be one way out, and it's not through the metal bucket, in case that was uh, not clear. It's at this point that the Chancellor stands and says, I will emphasize that no harm will come to me. As he tries to, I just push him back down. And I'm doing this as an intimidation between the description I was giving and the force I'm using. Well, that could have been better. That was a nine. Tell you what. Well, a nine nine (laughs) will suffice. I will repeat what I fucking said. I hate roll 20 for this reason. <laughs> I will I will re- I will I will let you know that a, a, a nat 1 with a modifier of 3 will not save his ass. <laughs> but you know in a setting like this that makes total sense. It He's really completely does. off his game. And it's the one time that I am so thankful that the rule of cool accommodates a nat 1. <laughs> Wow! (laughs) You see... I don't want to employ these methods, Chancellor, but... You're leaving me with... With little to work with here. And at this point, I'm going to switch to a persuasion-type tactic. And just... I... I want to make sure... That we all get out of here. And... I set the bucket back down and I'm wandering over and grabbing the crackers and the cheese. And while it would be entertaining to take these crabs and I kind of kick the box of them and plop them down in your, well, 
underneath clothes. It would be entertaining for a short while. It it really won't do what I am setting out to do. And I start cutting off pieces of the cheese and putting it on the crackers and just start eating it <laughs> right in front of him. Elora's like, hey, can I get one of those? Not gonna I'll kill me, is it? I'll pass it to him. <laughs> Thank you. It's at this point that Dracana looks at you and says, you talk a lot about wanting answers, but you've only asked one question. Yes, well, setting a baseline. Checking the ones that are easy to tell if you're lying or not. I want to know who you work for. I want to know all of the organization that you're aware of. I'm sure there's pieces you're not privy to. Someone there's in your position. up there. Like, he, he's at full attention now. I am looking for everything that you know about this so that I can stamp out this corruption and help make this a better world. And by the way, that persuasion check that I did, um, that would be a 27. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ, I don't know when that high. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, uh, knowing, knowing what really inspect this character into, you can make some ridiculous stuff. Really is a BBEG, isn't he? <laughs> no. However, however, I I, I will reveal something. Rillian's character is only level six. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's right. Yeah. Double the level of what you guys are, and he can roll at twenty-seven. Anyway. Yeah. The uh, the the thing there is, I have expertise in persuasion, so I get double my proficiency roll. bonus. Yep. Dracana looks at you and looks at the the bucket. Looks at the rat. Or the box that contains the rat. The cheese, the crackers. He looks at Lara chomping on one down, kind of envious of the fact that she's got one and he doesn't. Do you want one, Chancellor? <laughs> he just shakes his head minutely. Huh. Funny. She's munching. Ask your first question. I believe I just did. I want to know everything about the organization you work for. Be specific. I believe that's your job right now. Who do you work for? Who are the other members of the organization? What is your overall goal? What more do you want? Do I have to write it all out for you? We are four. Four individuals. Myself, obviously. A lawmaster in Valorondir. Ah! Hilaire <laughs> just starts laughing. <laughs> obviously, respect for authority is not something that you ever learned. <laughs> she anyway. just keeps laughing like she's trying not to piss herself. Truth be told, I don't know who the other two are. It's a discretionary privilege. One that has been afforded because of we are all holders of 
what we were labeled as stature unequaled by anyone. We were approached. Must be... By who? Someone. Never saw a face, never, never got a name. It was promises that intrigued us. What promises? What promises did anyone want in, in this age? Stature, glory, status, power, wealth, influence. Such weak aspirations. When you live and serve a society full of peasantry who do nothing but complain about the status that they hold, and you wish to elevate yourself to a position of ambition, aspiration, and nobility, these aspirations are all I need to make myself comfortable. As for my... Your comfort. You serve in an official position and you're worried about your comfort when we could be focused on making this world better. And this that, world is... That a, is why you fail. This world is in the position that it is in because of the people that are in it. Those that have have risen, risen to the top. Those that have not have settled on the bottom. Well, I hope you enjoy your trip to the bottom. I think it's safe to assume that my financial wealth will be going nowhere. You may damage Actually, my name. Actually, that's the thing. You see, I've already frozen your accounts, and once everything is discovered, all of that will be going to the... What was that floral word you used? Ah, peasants, I believe it was. He's gonna make. He's gonna make an insight check. <laughs> as, as, fact, as he's doing that, Elera has just like fallen on the floor, and she is just pissing herself laughing. Hold on. <laughs> I've got it right here. I need to figure out how to. God. Damn it, Windows, you are so useless at times. Be nice to the poor Windows. Uh, I'll be nice when I need to be. <laughs> ah. There's the stat I was looking for. Okay. I just have to get back into roll 20. My God! Okay. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. That was a 12 on insight. He looks at you and says, I'm not sure you have the authority to touch anybody's economic position. Be them noble or peasant. I have the authority. This push to talk isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Technology is great when it works. 
I have the authority to dethrone the king should I need to do it if he became corrupt enough. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, your assets are forfeit as per the law dictates in the case of corruption. My so ambition. in the end, it doesn't really matter if I have the authority. It matters whether the courts have the authority. And would you argue that they don't have the authority to do such a thing? The high court, maybe. And who do you think you're going to be tried in front of? Well, it's certainly not going to be the Grand Justice, I can tell you that. Council protocol dictates that an investigation prosecution or removal of a council member cannot be seen to involve anyone else that currently serves on the council. And so why do you think I was called in? Because you are an unsanctioned, classified agent of the crown who has never been heard of, never formally Incorrect. identified. Incorrect. I am fully sanctioned, maybe not by the current king, but by the first. We were established long ago, and you know very well that I have the authority to do this. That I am, in fact, judge, jury, and if necessary, executioner in a case like this. And I will execute my full power to do what I need to, to make this world better. History check of what he just said. Go ahead. Ten. Ten. Uh, wants to do the same. <laughs> she's like, Elena, make your roll. I'll give details afterwards. Actually, that's technically a piece of lore. Galera's yes. just sort of like, wait, so is this guy like centuries old or the fuck did he say? Zaris, I'm assuming that that revelation alters your role ever so slightly. Yeah, it does because it gives me advantage if it's technically classified Go, yep. as a piece of yep. lore. Go ahead. Not not refuting. Yeah. 16. Okay, both of you. Elera more astonishingly than Zaris, given the, the context. The details will be the same for both of you, so I'm, I'm not going to give you variations. At the mention of the establishment of the group of which Aurelian's character serves, dating back as far as the first king, Yorick the Black. You both of you instantly recall that several organizations were established in the development of society post-Blood War. Some were established for national security. Some were established for uh, economic trade, some were established for legal uh, development. From what you've seen from this masked figure, you get the sense that he belongs to an order or group or organization that was or pre bleh, predominantly established to serve for national security. You don't recall a name. You haven't heard any names. The, the fact that this group doesn't seem to be public knowledge indicates that either one of two things happened. They were disbanded or 
they are all of such highly classified nature that Lord Balin's threat before you walked into this room is just the tip of the iceberg. More like it wasn't a threat coming from him. He was just passing it along. The Chancellor looks at all of you. He looks at the mass figure and says, I've told you several details that incriminate me. You have already assumedly gathered evidence to substantiate the allegations of which I have been brought down here for. I want to speak to the puppets. I want to speak to the three that sit in the second row of this show. And I want to ask them a couple of questions. No. I believe a deposition works in two ways. Not this deposition. Then how am I supposed to fairly take my own case if I'm not permitted to speak? We're not judging your case based on them. We're judging your case based on you. They will be dealt with at a separate time in a separate place when it is necessary. Right now, it is not. You are the one we're dealing with. What they have on me or what they maybe don't have on me directly correlates to the questions that you are seeking answers to. I'm curious. Who are the other three that you mentioned? I've already told you. I don't know. Of the other, I don't know of the two, but I know that one was a lawmaster in Valorondir. Discretion was of utmost importance. Can't exactly be expected to know everything about each other in case one of us lands up in this position. The whole thing can go toppling down in seconds. That's the idea. Well, unfortunately, it's not what you're going to get. Well, then unfortunately, I would say my task is done here. I have a trip to make to Valon, dear. Is it for the lawmaster? He's going to look at her, and even through the mask, you can see a bit of a smirk. Do you really need to ask? Yeah, um, Aaron, he's got a she, point. <laughs> she's not there. Elira's going to walk up to Anon, sort of pat her on the shoulder. Like, you heard him say what my name was, right? You did hear that, yeah? My name. My nickname. My title. You did hear him say that to me, right? Yep. Right? And he knew you, and he knew Zaris. I think he's- I think it's safe to say he's got this. Let him- let him do his thing. Play along. She's always saying this sort of sort of quietly, like, and just go along with it. Are you okay? Well, the lawmaster may not be there anymore. Her agents will still be in place, and they must be uprooted to 
get rid of the corruption. Makes sense. Wait. What do you mean? No longer there. Exactly what we said. She is no longer there. She's dead. A hundred eighty degree angle. You lie. One hundred eighty degree angle. I mean, makes something perfectly clear, Lord Jakarta. You wouldn't be sitting in this position had you murdered an official. Do you say anything about murder? I'm going to slam my hand down on the table. I have murdered numerous officials, and I'm still standing here. Now shut your cake hole. Lord Jakarta, I'm going to make one thing perfectly clear. The three of us watched her death ourselves. Well, more or less two of them, because, see, I was being possessed by an amulet that she wore revealing that whole crescent moon bullshit that you seem to go by. Which is where that... I'm not going to call him a deity because I don't know if he's actually a deity or not. I just feel like that he is a very powerful being to some form of degree who threatened my deity and the existence of the other ones. And I was just going to say, 180 degrees backwards, just, just does a, does a sort of 180 degrees, went in the air, just so, snapped. The Lawmaster is the least of my concerns. My concern is, is the fact that, for one, I get threatened by this individual who personally told me to seek them out. They want me to find them. If they want, secondly, you to, if they want you to find them, here's... not only did they want me to find them, but not a few days later, I go in and have a little intervention with a sage woman who showed me the future and showed me what's going to happen. Blood will be spilt across miles, miles across this kingdom. And it all starts with you and that lawmaster who is now dead. Whom do you serve? the nerdy urge to scream Saruman! <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll, uh, I'll behave myself. Um, he looks to you and just sits upright in the chair. Slowly turns his attention to all four of you. I've already told you. No name. No face. Couldn't tell you whether they were human, elven, dwarvish, gnomish, ASMR, or anything else. 
All I can tell you is if they've called you out and told you to seek them, you are as good as dead. How do you communicate with them? You'll have to forgive me not being one of the arcane inclined. I may misrepresent the facts. So I have no problem assuming that you'll understand them all too well. There is a spell commonly used. I believe it's called sending. It's a fairly mediocre spell. It's not entirely difficult to utilize. It's a discrete form of communication. Only goes to certain people. There's a certain level of familiarity that must be established before you can communicate with who you're trying to talk to. Say, for instance, sitting in a room for an extended period of time, conversing at an extensive level. Maybe being related. Maybe just a general relationship. So then you do know who it is. Extensive conversation, having been reached out to several times, can allow for the formation of that bond. I wanted to be on record if any of this is being recorded, which I highly doubt that it is. Oh, it is, and I tap my head. I wanted to be on record and say that I was the one who was sought out. Initially, I was dubious. I was skeptical. I was not entirely sympathetic. My loyalty to the crown did prevail initially. Though offers were made increasingly tempting, one after the other. I have no ambition to lead, to usurp, to overthrow. Quite content where I am, really. A life of luxury, a life of privilege, and a life of servitude on the High Council. Yes, I've done some things of which can be looked upon unfavorably. That's for a trial to prove, and a jury to sentence. This is your trial. No trial under these circumstances can ever be sanctioned by the crown. They will never be seen as formal. And if... You're right. Not by the crown. If word got out that anyone was sentenced, charged, prosecuted, and incarcerated under such horrific and barbaric means... Incarcerated? He thinks he's going to be thrown in prison. Isn't that amusing? Well, just law, sees what he's doing and starts chuckling too. The law does not dictate the death penalty for a crime such as this. You forget of who I sit at a table with. You forget the old laws. 
the old laws were left behind. Quite rightfully no, so. They still stand. History check on what Steve just said. <laughs> Ma'am, if I'm overstepping, let me know. No, you're not. You're not, and I will. 11. He, he, no, actually, no, I have advantage on that because that's I more. Be not 11. Right who, are you, who are you checking? I'm checking what Rillian just said because he's he's bringing up some things that in all of my research I have never heard of. He's talking about the old ways, the old laws. That he's talking about organizations. He's talking about being appointed by the first king. There are things that he is mentioning. I know, and he's doing that, it so fucking well. That keeps bringing up my attention. Zaris, did I, uh, did I not tell you that, uh, things were going to come to light that would captivate you and basically get you to, like, dig deep? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, I, uh, that's essentially why yeah. I'm making all of these rolls, even though that roll 20 hates my ass and is making me roll shitty rolls. Ilara, I've seen your message. I'll answer, I'll answer those, uh, I'll answer for the, the history check. Before the Blood War, some 300 years ago, society was entirely different. It wasn't a single unified society. It was a society of clans, tribes, families that ruled over territories. Much like... I'm going to use the, the, the wrong label here, but... The Viking era. Different states, different territories that all ruled independently and worked among each other, alongside each other to govern the entire scape of Vardor. After the war, when King York the Black signed the exile agreement that sent Venora into a perpetual state of exile, forbidden to ever touch the grounds of the, the other three continents. For me, like, organizations were established, as we've already discussed, and new ways of life were established as well. The old laws, which were more archaic, more brutal, more hands-on, were left behind in favor of more structurally organized judicial systems it was it was believed that vardor needed to be governed with a monarch a court and a law an, an official structured law system some people yearn for a return to the ways of old some still serve by the ways of old and since Rill's just reconnected, you haven't missed much. I'm just answering the, the history check that Zyrus has made. Um, yep. So. The Chancellor looks and says, Incarceration is the only option. You cannot... That the courts have at their disposal. You should look at the wording more closely. A court can only award that. Courts answer to the king. And above all else... Regardless of who your commanding officer 
or superiors, there is a chain of command that stems from you back to the king. No, there's not. Well, I believe that in one way or another, if I was to never be seen walking out of this room again, or if something were to happen to me, it would cause more questions than it would answer. The entire economic right. the entire economic but, balance know, would be thrown into disarray. There is an easier way to solve that. For instance, if you were to suddenly come down with a madness. A madness that caused you to say harm someone. I've then answered it would your... be very easy for the courts to do their jobs, wouldn't it? I've answered your questions. But you still have to answer for the corruption. That is not for you to decide. <laughs> that is where you are wrong. Tell me. Give me a name. Who was it that gave you the authority to bring about the justice of a kingdom down upon me. Oh, wait. You can't. Because you haven't been given that authority to bring a kingdom-level justice down upon one of the second most influential people in said See, kingdom. There you rely on titles again. And titles there are is your mistake. You've earned your title. I've earned mine. I have no disrespect. I have no title. You've earned your station. I've earned mine. At the end of the day... Have you, though? Shall we get into the background of how you got this position and how you rose to power so quickly? Yeah, that simply too. smells of corruption. Many know me to be a man of business, a man of trade. Trade prospered over the last two reigning monarchs. Success leads to wealth. You capitalize upon that. You invest in the right things. You watch your wealth exponentially grow. Some more than others. Zyrus, Anon, and Alara. What's going through your heads right now? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> dude, dude, this is like this is like Alera's like most funnest day out she's ever had because she's just sort of like, oh my god, you can torture people What's without that? having to kill them. <laughs> so Alera is loving every second of this, but at the same time she's like, Ooh, there how old is this thing? And she's just like, hmm. Yeah, this is I like this thing. <laughs> but also she's sort of like 
so pissed off at Zaris, but he's making points. Add on. Anon's trying to read through the ledgers to see if she can see if she can spot the discrepancies that she's already looking for with the research that she's already found. Okay. But she keeps getting distracted by with what's going on, so she's not getting very far. Okay. I'll say make an investigation okay. check with disadvantage. To account okay. for to account for the uh yep. the, the, the distractions. I see 14. 14. Nice. You're able to pick out on some numbers that don't quite add up. Some pages relating to what seems to be fairly regular uh, flowing income. Doesn't quite add up. You know she's thinking about is where's the fucking money? Well... Feel free to ask. Where's the money? In a bank. Where's your Which bank? Where's, where's your money? In a hole in my garden. What bank? You don't have a right to know that information. Yes, I do. Look, the your your ledgers are full of discrepancies. That you've got more money going in than what you're actually admitting to. Where's the money? He looks at the ledger, looks at you and says Sloppy arithmetic. It's not sloppy arithmetic. This is just proving the evidence I've already found. Where's the money? Answer the lady's question. It's becoming increasingly obvious that some of you are more formidable than I gave credit to. Nonetheless, my money, safely secured away in my vaults within the Grand National Bank, is entirely declared. Yes, I have savings. A rainy day fund, if you will. Doesn't everybody? Don't you all save for the inevitable future? Nobody's circumstances are guaranteed to be... Secure. I am not here to ask for financial advice. I'm asking you, where is your undeclared money? Invested. In where? In a great deal of many things. Invested in properties, goods, services. Elera's gonna just sort of put dif put the difference that she's got differences aside that she's got bizarre and she's gonna go. Do you have the ring? Aye. Do you have the ring? Yeah. Get it. 
I'm going to... Mm. Look, we can throw our bullshit later. Just pass me the ring. No, no, it's not the fact of giving it to you is the problem. I, that, I, I trust of what you're going to do with it. That's not the issue. It's the fact that my curiosity, as soon as you mentioned the ring, piqued my interest. There's... I know over here is ours. Let me, let me try one thing, and then when I do this one thing, you can have it. Fair? Fine. I want to put the ring on and inspect the sigil on his back again. Because he never put his shirt back on. I never explicitly said it, but he's got his shirt back on. No, you didn't say it. He didn't do it. Okay. 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 Zyrus, make a perception check. Fifteen. How close are you getting to him? I'm going to... I'm not getting close enough to where he could try to swing his fucking knife at me or sword at me because I'm expecting... No, does he notice that you are wearing the ring? Are you making no. it... Are you making no, it... Are you making it abundantly clear that you have it in your hand? No, I'm not. I'm I was not saying this somewhat quietly. Is that what I was saying? I'm not flailing it out, if that's what you mean. I'm. 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 The room's, sneaky, the room, like the room's not big. It's maybe thirty feet across and about twenty feet deep. Okay, so I'll do that thing where I'll put my hands behind my back, kind of like in Lord of the Rings thing, because we're quoting that tonight, apparently, <laughs> and put the ring on my finger. Okay. And then okay. look look at his uh, his back. It's a match. Like I said, the, the brand that's on his back is a little gnarled and twisted. So but... has anything else changed, though? Like... No, nothing's changed. So he hasn't changed, like he's not glowing. Is there is there something that I see when I put this thing on where something changes about the room? Anything. The last time you put that ring on, there was a small, well, a slight glimmer on you it's there when you put it back on now you also know what the ring does if you wear it for long enough you don't know whether it will do that to him though do you have the time to test that out or do you want to expedite I don't, I don't want to put the ring on him because I don't know what this ring does other than it l locates others like him. For all I know, this could be like a dimension door ring and he could poof out of existence. But like. As silence fills the room for a, for a minute, he's looking at all of you and he looks at the masked figure and says, Right. Well, 
You've obviously got enough to incriminate. I'm sure the courts will finish this process off. Madness or not, you still have a case to formally put to the court. I wanted to do a Arcana check on him, see if there's any kind of magic coming off of him. Okay. That's a 22. Damn! You're gonna Jesus, need, you're gonna need, he's got the perfect rule. <laughs> you're gonna need to send me that stat sheet after today. I'm, I want to see how you built this. So, 22. You look from Zaris to the Chancellor. And it is extremely faint. But you're just able to pick up on it. It's a small, hovering, almost like a string, going from behind Zaris's back to the Chancellor. You take a look behind Zyrus and you can see the, the ring is on his finger. And the, the the string is emanating from the the top of the band. You don't get this sense of... You don't get any threatening sense from it. You have no reason to worry. It's more alerting you to the fact that Dracana is attuned to this piece of jewelry. You're also able to tell that those that don't attune to the ring, should they put it upon their person for long enough, they become suppressed. Not in a movement sense, not in a capability sense, but in an in ability to discuss certain topics. It's almost like the ring forces them to keep certain things hidden. I would recommend you not wear that too long. Oh, this, it would seem. At this point, Dracana pipes up and says, Oh. Do you have something? None of your concern at this point. Look at me. He looks at you. As he looks to him, I'll pull the ring off and kind of... They're all around. Yeah, I, I'm no, gonna put it in it. my. I'm gonna put it in my hand and then kind of walk around, and then just hand it off to Alara and then walk back. Okay. Simple enough to do. He's looking at you. Alara, would you mind calling in one of the guards? Give me or both, if there's more than one still out there. Any of you guards still about? There's one. He Come on, buddy. Stands in, stands in the open doorway. He's nervous, but you know, who isn't at this point? He, yeah. He wants you. I just look at him and say, "I'm sorry you had to witness this." And then I reach out and touch the chancellor and cast Crown of Madness on him. Oh. Oh. Oh god, I think my chest cavity nearly imploded there. Okay. I'm gonna let you take it from here. I'm gonna let you describe what uh what happens. 
Well, he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. I'll give him disadvantage. Okay. Uh, let me pull up the... Please tell me I did not get rid of it. I did. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Disadvantage, you say? Well, that... Yep. 20... 25. Oh, God. 25 with the disadvantage? Yep. Well, then I don't think anything happens, unfortunately. Okay. That's a shame. I was really hoping that that was actually no. I, uh, okay, I I'm gonna ask this out of character. Are you casting it as if you are casting a spell using a spell slot, or is it an innate ability that you have, or a ritual, or a ritual it's using as a spell slot? I I don't think it's a ritual cast. No, it, no, I... it's, no, it's not. It's a casting time of one action. I want to use the Ring of Recall to allow him to cast it again. Okay. But how would you do that if he if he said, "Sorry, you had to witness this to the guard." It's the guard. It could just uh, be. It, it could just be a delayed effect. If it would be, it would be delayed. Yes, it would just be aware that he would be allowed to cast it again. Fair enough. Okay. Then make the rolls again. Okay, one second. Eleven. That's a fail. So, anybody watching will see a crown of twisted iron settle on his brow and a madness grow in his eyes. And with my mental instruction, he is going to turn and start trying to melee attack the guard. Okay. You all see as Chancellor springs to his feet and charges towards the guard. The guard immediately reaches for his sword. He doesn't draw it yet. You get the sense that the guard knows who this is and Violence is the last thing that this guard wants to use. You see the guards. Oh. You see the guards let go of the sword and assume a stance of preparation for hand to hand restraint. Oh, such violence enacted upon the town's guard. If only there was someone here to stop. And just then, both my short swords are going to go into his back. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll. I'll class it as one singular attack. I won't make you do two. <laughs> so yeah, Anon, Elera. Zaris, how are you reacting as this all unfolds? Elara's just like, what the f- why would you go and do that? I mean, that's just not right, is it? 
just just attacking the guards. Hi, hi, Chancellor. Coin. This is just. All you have to do is answer right. a couple of questions. So the first one is going to be a seventeen plus seven. Yep, that'll no, do it. Excuse me, eighteen plus seven. Second one is a sixteen plus seven. Both will do it without shadow of a doubt. Now, are you trying to pin or just strike? Oh, I'm going for fatal. Okay. The first one was actually max damage, so that's going to be 10. And the second one is going to be 8. Okay. Disaster Trail. You watch as the High Chancellor of Coin charges the guard. The guard panics. His guard almost drops. He's unsure of what to do. As Dracano comes within just shy of five feet of the guard, you see two blades speed through the air, past your face, and lodge themselves in the back of the Chancellor. Chancellor drops to his knees, falls forward, his face colliding just above the knee with the guard. The guard instinctually grabs the Chancellor's body. He's unconscious. He's still breathing. He's bleeding heavily. The guard looks to all four of you and says, What in the fucking hell have you just done? Nothing. You saw nothing. Now leave. If I'm leaving, I'm taking the body with me. You try I, to move that body, and there will be two to be carried out of here. I cannot stand by whilst a member of the Hive Council bleeds to death. This isn't justified. <laughs> At that point, I flip him my coin. He stares at you for what feels like a minute, but it's only a couple of seconds. I can't. I have a du I have a duty to protect not just the people of this kingdom. My duty. You have a duty to make this kingdom the best it can be, and, and that you extends know he to was him. Standing in the way of that. I cannot let him die. I'm going to try to persuade this guy. Okay. That's a 23. 17 on insight. He begrudgingly lets the Chancellor's body tumble. Lands on the side. The protruding blade and the, the pommels and handles and hilts of the, the short swords propping him up at an odd angle. He looks to you and says, You won't see me again, but there will be more coming. He looks to the three of you and says, 
you guys are going to have some sort of a story in order to get away with this. They weren't here. Only I was. The three of you may go. I will take care of this. Uh, the, the, yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah, go. You see uh, the, the and guard. even should you not wish to lie, my dear boy, they had no hand in his death. I'm going to go true D&D fashion here. And I'm going to... For what I regret is not the first time in my D&D career. Roll death saves. 13. My players are... And I'm going... As they're leaving, I'm going to slide the blades in and out of them a few more times. Are automatic uh, fails. Yeah, yeah, which in term, terms of D&D, he automatically fails his death saving throws. Are they classed as criticals? Yeah, it's ba it's basically an automatic failed death save. So every time that he goes and says, hey, I, while he's unconscious, I'm going to do this to cause damage, automatic failed death save. Like, there's no role for it. It's just fail, Damn. fail, fail. No, my question was, are they classified as criticals? Because a critical fail on a death save is two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a critical fail because it only counts as one, whereas a, like a nat one on a failed death save is two. Yeah. This is but just... Since you don't have anybody like stopping me, I'm going to do it enough times that it doesn't matter if it's critical or not. Right. Disaster failure, you're still there. You have a you have a choice to make. Do you want to see the Chancellor die? Or do you want to see him be brought to public, official, proper justice? You have a decision to make. You said you were going for the door, you didn't say you were out of the room yet. Oh, uh, Larry looks the mess figure. Gonna need a decision. Mm. Larry's gonna post a question. She's not gonna make a decision just now, but she's gonna post a question sort of thing to. It's gonna make figure. it a hell of a lot harder to explain the situation after you leave this room if he's found dead. We're still gonna need him. He's one and one. He's one. He deserves to die. And we need him for the next goal in our mission. Which is? You've researched us enough. You should know that by now, buddy. Yes, but I always like to hear when people try to explain their motivations. I still need to know who this person that he serves is, but albeit I don't think I'm going to get it from him. So I'm on the medium on this. If he dies, he dies. If he doesn't, then regardless of that, he will be brought to justice and probably be dead anyway. <laughs> I don't We haven't heard from you. She doesn't care. Whether he lives or dies, she does not care. 
big picture taken into consideration. Where do you stand? Again, Hanon doesn't care. So fucking difficult doing this with a fucking morally ambiguous player character in the mix. <laughs> God damn it, you bastard! Alara, gonna need you. Don't you put me in this fucking line. You're in that room. You chose to be here. I said from the very beginning of this campaign, action, consequence. Reaction, reaction. <laughs> Cause, in effect. You weigh up Basically the what he's saying is, is he doesn't want his character to die. No, 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 no. If he dies, I've already planned out the ramifications. However, it makes everything that you guys do from here on out so much fucking harder. You guys have but a decision. But they're the ones doing it. It, it, it. And I have immunity. See, that's my point, is that you make this big, bold claim. Yeah. DM. Uh-huh. We're not involved. All right, you know what? Fuck it. Roleplay. Fuck it. There was a guard. Like, guard saw like you. you quite that's... literally said that guard when we you. entered this room, we have th that nothing outside of this room happened. Like, as soon as we leave, we're out. We're done. Okay. We didn't I, kill. I, I, we did I, not kill the chancellor. No, you didn't. So we don't have any say or physical contact in this matter. All we right, all right. Here. Okay, okay. Zaris, Anom, you don't care either outcome, right? We you weren't here. here. Yeah. That's two on the oh, fence. But you don't care the outcome, right? So I, I can roleplay this if you don't care the outcome. Do you want me to roleplay this? Fair, fair. Go for it. Yeah. Alara, shine, right. shine on. <clears throat> Pardon me, but we just got some sort of fucking respect from royalty here. We go out here, we're fucked. It doesn't matter if we were or weren't here. There will still be some sort of fucking dot on our backs. We're still trying to work out how the fuck. And don't you fucking interrupt here. I don't care what authority you are right now. Okay? You're gonna fucking listen. We need him for some, there's some minor questions we didn't get a fucking chance to answer. We still, we just got into some of the fucking royalty of your great kingdom that you want to be fucking better. We still need stuff dealt with and want it done in a humane manner. We promised Balin nothing. You said, you and Balin said whatever happened in that, happened in that room, nothing. I'm calling fucking bullshit here. I am calling bullshit. We still need him for stuff. All right, just having a fucking dead body here. Ooh, how are we gonna fucking investigate the rest of his fucking friends? How are we gonna find them? It's not like it's gonna drop on our fucking doorstep, unless you know some great answers that you're willing to share, which I fucking doubt. We're gonna save him. He's gonna owe us respect, might get a few more answers. Yes, I don't care about this sack of shit, but still, we've got shit to work out. Unless you got, as I said, unless you got the answers, unless you can help us, or give us a shunt, or give us a little bit of fucking direction. You got to kill us too. Oh. Or actually, you know what? You got to kill me. I mean, if that's what you want. No. I, I want nothing to do with this. Let them go then. I don't care what happens to those two. Let them 
I'm gonna look past him and just yell down the hallway. Click! Couple seconds go by. I'm, about I'm ten, out. About 10 seconds go by. Zaris, are you going upstairs? I told them to have one on standby. Are you going up the stairs, Cyrus? I'm I'm leaving. Like you're leaving. I, so my thing is, is that I don't care about the status. I don't care about anything that Alara just claimed. Like I I get that we need we we could use him, quote unquote, for to find more about who he's serving, but we're not going to find that here. Right, a bit Not more in the this setting. Let me go a bit more into hold the on, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm going up the stairs. Okay. I'm leaving, you get, you and, get to Muff, the, and Muffin is leaving with me. You get to the top of the staircase. It opens back out to the one of the less grand corridors of the palace. There's guards everywhere. One of them sees you. Doesn't recognize you. You've been down there long enough that the, the guard shift has changed. He looks to you and says, Oi, mate. You coming downstairs? Right. Who are you here with? I was sent here by... Orders. It's at that point. From... It's at that point you see a young female dressed in purple robes sprint past you. She collides with your shoulder, pushes past you, turns and looks and goes, "I don't need to get out of the way, like Jesus," and just continues sprinting down the stairs. Those that are downstairs, you begin to hear the, the sounds of footsteps. Cyrus, continue. There you are. <laughs> Uh, this man attacked one of the guards at the door and get him off of him. Are your blades still in his back? No, at this point I've taken them out and okay. cleaned them off and probably stowed them. Okay. And the way my robe is set up, you can't really tell that I have them once they're stowed. Yeah. Zyrus, continue. Uh, I was under orders by the king and uh lord balin to oversee some work i have finished my work and now i would like to go home make a persuasion check with advantage for those of you who are downstairs you see this woman begin to kneel over the body of the chancellor her hands begin to glow a bright almost golden yellow color the bleeding stops he's lying in a pool of his own blood but you can assume that he's somewhat stable. She picks him up and begins to, with what strength that she has, carry him. Pardon me. When she tries to pick him up, I'll instead pick him up for her. Okay. I will carry him. Okay. Elera wants to chime in at this point when the body's moving. Okay. I want, I want that fucker to know I helped in letting him live. And he owes me a favor. He will have an audience with me. And he will respect me. I can tell him if you wish. But yes. did you really think I was going to let him die? No. The other two, they didn't know. 
They used to call them run as uh, we as soon as they could, and I stayed. I'm still Tess. here. Yes, He's still, still there. there. I'm I the thought, only I one thought, that left. I thought you went on. No, right, no, okay, she went for I, it. Right. No, I don't care whether you lived or died, but I stayed with you. Yeah. I, I also thought you went to Bizarre. I'm sorry, we'll go back a bit. Okay. The guards, you saw the guards talking to Zyrus. They look at you and go, Alright. I'll take you to Lord Balin. I mean, that, if, that's who you're here, if that's who you're here with, then I'm assuming he's going to need yeah, to see you. That That's fine. He begins leading you uh, further down the corridor. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't know you. He's got no reason to converse with you. You just walk in silence. When you get to the far end of the corridor, you hear footsteps coming back from the staircase that leads down where you came from. You turn and you see the masked figure, the woman that barged past you, are carrying the Chancellor. It's at this point the guard looks at you, sees that you're looking over your shoulder and goes, Guards! Assist them! I'm escorting this one out. You see a couple of the guards come rushing over to lend assistance. Guard. That one's with me as well. And us. Okay. At this it's point, fine. at this point, you've I'm got a... about three crowns guard surrounding the chancellor's body, assisting to carry, escort, and just generally observe the situation. They're not saying anything to you, Rill. They're not yeah, saying anything to any of you. Search body off to the crowns guards. Okay. The the guards take the body from I there. I believe we have business with Lord Balin. It's at this point that the doors to the throne room open. Balin comes out. He looks confusedly down the corridor at the entire ruckus that's going on. He sees the Chancellor's body. He looks down and sees Zyrus a ways down the corridor. Signals for Zyrus to come back. Signals for the guards to take the body away. Doesn't say anything. But he just looks to all four of you and says, My office. Now. I'm going to do a very, very brief time skip. Because we're pushed for time for wrapping up this episode. Cut to the interior of Balin's office. He's pissed. He's leant over his desk, the four of you on the opposite side. He looks to you and says, The Chancellor is on his deathbed. The highest ranking economic figure in the land was meant to be questioned. Not put within an inch of his life. He looks to you, Rel. Lord Bale. Your station albeit as skilled and expertise as it is, I should have seen this coming. Lord Balin, I'd like to make it clear that these individuals had no responsibility whatsoever in the way the Chancellor came. It was all my doing. And as you well know, in my position, I am judge and jury, and I found him guilty. You were judge and jury, you were not executioner. Is he dead? 
he may as well be. Not yet, he's not. He still has things to answer for. You are all on thin ice. The guard that came in that was attacked can even tell you that these three had nothing to do with what happened to the Chancellor. I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning how I explain this to his majesty. You don't have to. I will. With all due respect, I don't think that would be advisable. For his majesty doesn't With all act, due respect, his, I'm an agent of the crown. And his majesty doesn't yours. his majesty doesn't know you exist. Well, it's about time he learns then, isn't it? He sits down, tucks his chair, pulls his chair in, rests his head in his hands, sighs. You're all dismissed. You three. Report back to me in the morning. And sort this division amongst yourselves out. You've held your end of the bargain. From what I understand, you've gotten answers. Now I must navigate a shit show of calamity and do my best to upheld my end of the bargain, my end of the deal that we struck. I pray that I can justify this to the king. I pray to the gods that whatever story I can come up with, he will believe. Because if he doesn't, We'll all be in the gallows. Go home. Please. Before your namesake truly lives up to what it is. He looks to you, Zaris. And it's not a verbal message. You're reading his face. He's frightened. He's angry. And he's confused. He's also disappointed. He just sinks his head into his hands and gestures for you all to leave. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a good enough place to leave it. For tonight, anyway. Thank you for sticking out with us. That is a three-hour and seven minute long episode of which I have enjoyed every single second of. We will be back next week with what I am glad to call the final chapter. No, the final session of chapter one. Yeah, was, not the final chapter, Jesus. I was about to say, did we fast forward a couple of years? Five years. The Lord Valens, the BPEG, got it. Fantastic. Glad no, you, you were right. Session. I am. You get to fight me next session. <laughs> Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us. And a massive, massive, massive thank you to our guest, Brillian, for joining in what I can only describe was a flawless performance. I had no idea just how 
how I I just had no idea. I had I had a vision in my head, and when Rillian and I and I were discussing the sort of character I wanted him to portray, I I said it in uh, the same way that I I pitched I pitched it to my players. Agent Orange from the Netflix Punisher series, that very black site guy that doesn't exist. He's not on any official records. Now, Rillian took that and he smashed it. I have been wanting to play D&D with Rillian for well over two years now. I'm in one of his play-by-post campaigns and I'm loving every minute of it. But there is something fundamentally different about sitting in a around a, a, a virtual table because we're not actually all sat around the table because let's face it two of us are on an entirely different continent right now so i do want i do hope that that will change one day but nonetheless a massive massive props to Rillian for taking the time out of his day to come and join us here on duckies regarding and regarding just adding to that regarding Rillian, this is going to be a compliment here you made us the players feel like fucking cameos in your campaign too much no Wait. it was perfect because just like what because I, I was sitting there when you started doing the interrogation thing started i was like what the fuck do I do here? Like, I'm oh, really, really. Let me make one thing perfectly clear though. I had this set up to where that I was going to try to help Rillian's character to interrogate him more. And then after the intimidation role, I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. Yeah. I, really, it was fucking perfect, man. It was just God. Without going into any spoiler territory. Rillian has brought up a whole bunch of shit that I am now both hoping my players do and do not go down the investigative route on. I'm sat here and You're I'm, welcome. I'm sat here and I'm quite literally on the edge of my seat. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this, because I swear to all I hold dear, I sure as hell did. We'll be back next week with the final episode of Chapter One, and then we'll be okay, back. We'll with, for initiative. We'll be Have back, fun, guys. <laughs> we'll be back with our chapter review, and then the start of Chapter Two. Ladies and gentlemen, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'm gonna let Rillian. I'm going to let Rillian bring us out for the evening. Everybody have a great evening. And until we meet again, I drink to your good health. Skull. Skull.